Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as this is a podcast episode where we're going to look at the energetics of leap year. We have a leap year on our calendar typically every four years and we're going to look at the significance of that, how that basically adds up to keeping our daily lives in sync with the seasons of the year. So we're going to look at some of the astronomy of leap year, as well as some of the energetics and downloads I've been receiving around how this particular day on our calendar that interacts with our time-space continuum is an entry and exit portal for time travelers, how it is an opportunity for other frequencies to arrive in our reality. So this should be quite an interesting discussion, and we're going to start with the astronomy of understanding leap year. So the Earth orbits the sun in what we typically consider 365 days. That's what we have on our Gregorian calendar. But to be more exact, the Earth actually takes a little over 365 days to orbit the sun. It's 365 days and a quarter. But of course, our calendars show it as 365 days. So over the course of time, every four years, that extra quarter adds up. And then we just add in that leap year day, that 366th day to catch up with how the Earth's orbit actually works. This is also in reference to a solar day. A solar day is the time it takes the Earth to complete a single revolution on its axis with reference to the sun. And this originally started with the sundial. Back when we would use sundials to understand what time of day it was, where the sun was in relation to the Earth. So we have solar days that compose our 365 days of the calendar year. And of course, that's based on the current Gregorian calendar. Now, this is different than the calculations of a sidereal day. In sidereal, there are 366.25 sidereal days in one Earth orbiting period. So when you're measuring it through the side reel equations, you actually have one more day per year compared with the way we reference it through the Gregorian calendar. And the side reel day is defined as the time it takes for the Earth to complete a single revolution on its axis with reference to the stars. So we have different measurements of how the Earth orbits. We have different reference points. We have different calculations of time. And even if we were to only reference side real days, side real days have 366.25. So it has that 366 and a quarter time measurement, which would add in an additional day to the calendar. So the leap year comes in and the leap year is how we essentially balance out how we are measuring time. Now, there have been multiple calendars throughout history, multiple measurements of a day, of a year, of a cycle. And when the leap year was added, it was a way to correct where the earth was not in sync with the sun and the seasons. Now, here's something else to reference. Before the leap year was invented, the calendar was off. And I'm going to specifically reference the year 1582. And if you are going to guess that's the year I was going to reference, you get all the gold points. In 1582, there were 10 extra days 
in the calendar. And because of this, there were days, 10 days in October, October 5th through October 14th, 1582, that did not exist. Countries skipped those days, those 10 days in October. Italy, Poland, Spain, Portugal, they skipped those 10 days because it was 10 too many days and didn't line up with the sun and the seasons of the year. And so we have the Gregorian calendar now, which is very similar to the Julian calendar, except the Gregorian calendar is where we add in a leap year every four years, but there is a rule to that. We add in a leap year every four years when the year is divisible by four, but there is no leap year on the turn of the century dates that you cannot divide by 400. I know, I just whipped out a bunch of math on you here, a bunch of numbers. So for example, the leap year happened in the year 2000, but it did not happen at the turn of the century in 1900, and it will not happen at 2100. So it is a complicated formula, and it is a very fascinating thing to look at because of how we are trying to mathematically correct and stay in alignment with our orbit to the sun when we're calculating days in 24-hour periods and in 365 days a year, but that isn't the true accurate calculation of how the earth moves. So all that to say, we get a leap year every four years, except during the turn of the centuries that you cannot divide by 400, And this is a fascinating way to understand more of the time-space continuum that we live in and that establishes the structure of our reality, how it establishes how we go about our day and how we go about the seasons of the year as well as the seasons of our lives. Now, when I was looking at how the leap years occur every four years, what stuck out to me initially was that these years coincide with a Venus cycle where the leap year happens during the Venus star point cycles that unfold every four years. So back in 2000, we had a new Venus that occurred at 13 degrees of Gemini. And this is when the Venus retrograde was conjunct the sun in Gemini. So 13 degrees of Gemini. Now, four years later, we're going to have a full Venus in June 2024, where a direct Venus is conjunct the sun and at 14 degrees of Gemini activates that Venus cycle that started four years ago. Now, this isn't the case for all Venus star points, but I did want to reference this one in particular because it is the Venus star points in Gemini that align with the leap years. And Gemini is known as the trickster. It has two faces. It is the energy of what we're thinking and perceiving, how we're speaking and expressing ourselves, and also how our daily lives sync up with the 24-hour time period we work with every day. So the Venus star point in Gemini directly works with these leap year dates that we're currently in. I also found it fascinating that the leap year syncs up with the presidential dates 
in the U.S., the presidential years, where every four years we have a presidential election, and those are always the same year that we experience a leap year. Now, you might also notice or find other things that coincide with the leap year and other things that are on the same rotation, the same cycle, perhaps even in your own life or in the world at large that could be interesting to make some connections around the significance of how this is a year that we catch up with the sun and assure that we are still in alignment as best as possible with the sun's energies and how it works with us on the earth throughout the four seasons of the year. Now, my inspiration for doing this topic was because I started to get a lot of downloads from my guides around the significance of leap year from a more esoteric standpoint, the energetics of it, and how we can see that this is also a doorway into our 3D reality, that we are working with time. We have an entry point here every four years on our time-space continuum that adds another day and in other frequencies, in other dimensions and other realms, that is actually an entry point and an exit point for time travelers. And they showed it to me as a doorway that appears and disappears, like a sliding door that opens up and stretches our reality for other frequencies to enter or exit. And they show this to me as something that other calendar masters knew. And so as soon as they said calendar masters, my energy went right to the Mayan calendar. And then they're showing me some other calendars such as Vedic calendars. I'm seeing Babylonian calendar. I'm seeing something that looks like an Arabic calendar. They're showing me Egyptian and Aztec And now they're showing me something that looks Aboriginal, Australian. And they're saying that across the globe, there have always been different ways that time has been calculated, understood, and that these were beautiful portal gateways that were looked forward to through various calculations. And so they're showing me this as information that was passed down across generations. Again, they're going back into what we would consider ancient civilizations who kept track of the sun. And they're they're showing me random glyphs that I really don't know what these are, but they're showing me that these were all ways that the time was calculated, but documented. They're showing me the documentation of time and how it was used. And they're showing me the middle of a calendar. So I'm seeing it circular. And they're saying that even the middle of the calendar, if it was drawn on the ground, like if it was drawn in a huge temple or in a huge complex, especially for ceremonies, the middle of the calendar was also known as a portal or a stargate for travel. So they're showing me that there have been many civilizations who have worked with the time-space continuum to travel, to exit, to enter, to leave, because they had a more fluid and harmonious connection to time. And they're showing me this as in relation to the sun, uh, that the sun was the god, which We know across many cultures and civilizations that was a practice, especially in ancient Egypt where Ra was known as the god who rose every morning 
and would provide the blessings, especially blessings onto the fields and agriculture on life, etc. So they're showing me that it was this connection to the sun that meant so much more and that the sun was a stargate. Literally, the sun was a vessel or a vehicle for working with different frequencies, for traveling, for moving into other dimensions. And they're showing me this as something that was sacred, was hidden, was something that was deeply protected. And then they're showing me everything burning up, like like being destroyed. Like after a ceremony, um, things being burned up, they're showing me a lot of documentation being destroyed and burned. And there was something about keeping that information sacred and protected in order to not let it be misused or misinterpreted. Because I feel too like what I'm seeing is that these were cultures that were able to move across different earthly experiences, different locations and move off planet based on what they came here to experience on earth. So they're showing me the time travelers. They're showing me that there have been a lot of time travelers on our planet, a lot that we would understand as ancient civilizations that have disappeared, that left. They're showing me that not only is leap year one such portal, but they're showing me that there are other astrological lineups that support energies incoming and exiting from our reality. And they're showing me that it has to be prepared for because there's certain ways that energies have to either become more dense to be in our physical reality or they have to what we would call dissolve or lighten in order to exit and leave. And so they're showing me too the visual of immediate transportation but it's supposed to be transportation. And it's similar to the Star Trek Beam Me Up Scotty visual, where the energy can shift, the frequency can shift into another realm, another dimension. They're also showing me that with this insert of energy into our daily lives, into our calendar structure, it creates both a timeline opening and a timeline collapse, depending on how you choose to use it. Oh, they're also showing me that very beautiful energies come through on leap year and that there can be many blessings that these individuals have throughout their lives that gives them an effortlessness. Like I'm seeing the energy of walking above the earth, that it has angelic codes in it, that these are the energies that are here to have a different experience of life on earth. And these are souls. It's a very intentional soul choice to be born on a leap year because you're automatically outside of the typical time-space continuum. You're already questioning things that other people don't have to question. It's like you come in with a different set of experiences to help you look at your gifts, your abilities, what you're here to do and experience that sets you apart from others who have a regular birthday, a regular solar return. Now, that February 29th birthday is logically always the day after February 28th. So if you're born February 29th, you probably then have learned to celebrate your birthday on March 1st. But every four years, there is something that really honors and celebrates your energy, your experience. I feel a lot of, again, angelic codes and a lot of lightness 
around this day because it has such transitory energy, because it isn't grounded in this dimension. It comes from other realms. So of course, take that if it resonates. Um, But I am seeing that this is a day of the timelines extending, timelines collapsing, very elastic. I'm seeing a lot of elastic in the energies, like what do you want to stretch open? What do you want to pull close? Um, This could even be a day of sliding doors and it brings up that movie do you remember that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow called sliding doors where she had choices to make about what she was going to do next how she was going to grow how she was going to shift I haven't seen the movie recently so I'm not able to fully reference it here but that's what's coming through is that It is a day where you can change your reality. You can shift something that is no longer correct for you, no longer good for you. The sun is in Pisces every leap year, which is the sign of illusions and fantasy. What is real? What do I want to put my energy towards? How can I transcend this reality or dissolve something that is no longer a fit for me. So there's a lot of fluctuation here. There's even fresh energies coming in and I'm seeing them as being very sparkly, almost like these rose sparkles, light yellow, effervescent, crystalline, really beautiful energies coming in, coming through. And they're showing me that it's part of the energies from the sun that emit a different frequency and that as these energies come onto the planet, they're meant to expand us open in some manner to help our growth. And I'm really seeing this in the crown chakra. It's quite fascinating. I'm seeing this energy come into the crown chakra and then go right to the heart chakra. And there's something about the expansion of our self-love and our intuition that is also supported here now. I feel too like Like this is a day where we can really work with energies in a whole new way. You could feel like you're receiving downloads of new gifts. More of your spiritual abilities are coming online and opening up. You could feel like parts of your clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance is just bursting open. And this would be something to absolutely invite in and work with. This is also a time to stay very aware of your dreams, of channeled messages, of downloads, of anything you're receiving that could even feel so high vibe that it's lifting you off the ground. I'm getting the visual of having angel wings and then just feeling like you can effortlessly fly. So what do you want to expand and stretch in your life? to open up into new frequencies, and even to be aware of your energetic choices and your intention. This could be a day two where you feel like you get caught up on some things. Uh, Maybe you give this to yourself as a day off, a day to listen and receive, a day to be creative and do something that brings you joy, a day that supports your energy and allows you to experience something else that takes you out of any of the harshness of your everyday reality. I realize that that isn't maybe realistic for many people, especially because in 2024, 
Leap year is on a Thursday, so maybe you can't take the day off of work. But this is something to expand your reality, and I feel it could be quite magical. And to set your intention to invite in more magic, to allow this portal, this opening of frequencies to come in and give you more of what you need, especially intuitively, spiritually, emotionally, and energetically. I'm seeing the energy as well as a day of removal on the planet, that there could be souls or energies. I'm seeing it extricated. I'm seeing it done behind closed doors, though. I'm seeing it done almost privately or quietly. I'm also seeing it as a day of more incoming streams of energy, more incoming off-planet visitors and arrivals who, again, use the day as a portal into our time-space continuum, into our reality. And I'm seeing cloaking. The energy can be cloaked, which means it's covered up or protected. And so this is also why during Pisces season, we trust what we feel. We trust our intuition or our instinct. Something feels off. You don't know why. The energy is odd and your mind can't understand it. So this is a powerful day to work with your intuition, to trust what comes up and trust what you're sensing without letting the mind determine what it is. This is where the energy can speak much louder. So I'm seeing more time travelers entering an exit during leap year. I'm seeing too that because the energies are quite elastic, there are opportunities here for you to really purge and get rid of some things that you're no longer wanting to carry forward. I'm seeing it too as almost like making an offering to a portal or you're giving something away. You're letting it leave your reality. You're allowing it to move forward and dissolve from your existence. So this can be quite a magical day, a day to catch up with yourself, catch up with your energy, to allow yourself to receive and to beautifully trust what you're feeling that is speaking to you, as well as trusting where the day might take you. When used intentionally and consciously, there's a lot of power here to work with timelines and to ensure that you are in alignment with your highest and best timeline of growth, spiritual growth and soul growth that perhaps you didn't realize you were out of sync with. So it is a day for syncing up with yourself, for honoring what is speaking to you, what is calling to you, and to also stay aware of the magic that's possible. Miracles can unfold. Things can show up with these very light frequencies. They almost feel like like little puffs of light codes is how I'm seeing them. They're very light and sparkly, dazzling, and quite effervescent. And so there could be things here that just give you a clear message or new sense of energy, almost like you could just be feeling lifted up and you don't know why. This works with everybody differently depending on where you're at in your own ascension journey because if you're really dense and you're going through some very big things, it can be harder to connect with those light energies until you're able to receive them. And if you've already been working through a lot of density and healing and really clearing out a lot of wounds and other parts of your soul experience that has 
been difficult and hard, well, you could feel these energies much easier and you could feel like you're naturally floating and naturally absorbing them, especially as they come in. So may this leap day and leap year be an opportunity for you to work intentionally with your own timelines, your own experience of energy. Maybe it's a day when you beautifully surrender something that you no longer want on your journey. This could also help with any blockages or limitations, any frustration or confusion you've had. This would be a powerful day to look at how you're ready to let that go and allow something new to come in or a new awareness to arrive in your consciousness. It will also be fascinating to observe what might come up in the realm of time travelers and ancient cultures of what might come forward around these energies at this time because humanity's consciousness has expanded. We are more aware of how we connect to the cosmos and even more around our place in the galaxy and our relationships with off-planet beings. And it could be that some really big downloads and understandings come through around these time travelers, around other energies that have been on our planet, who have left our planet, and perhaps even feeling like they're arriving again. And that's also what I'm seeing is I'm seeing some ancient elders are coming back onto our planet to assist with our ascension at this time. So trust that for yourself if you're feeling any elders from your own cultural lineage, your family, your background, if you're feeling any elders, because I'm seeing them as very wise and also quite strong, even even stoic. You know, there's something about a seriousness to the energy because it's meant to be respected. It's meant to be respected what these elders hold in their own unique codes, in their own abilities, and how they were masters of time, masters of time, and what it meant to make the most of their time on the planet, and what it meant to work with the experiences we can create on this planet, especially when we are in harmony with the sun, with the natural forces, with the elements, and how all of that actually syncs up with our own natural frequencies, more so than the overriding technologies and artificial energies that are affecting and influencing us. Okay, I'm going to sit with this for a minute. Okay, they're telling me they have more information to share around these converging timelines. So I'm going to be back with more that I will share publicly here. My head is spinning, but I kind of love it. There's three elders. There's three ancient elders standing in front of me, and they're telling me um, that we need to have a meeting, and then I'll come back and share. So, okay, I've got my assignment, and I will be back then to share more of this with you if you're interested in this type of channeled information and how it might support you at this time on your own journey. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back with another podcast episode soon. And I will be sharing with you part two of this message shortly as well. So it might come out a week after this message, um, but I will, of course, post it here for you and you can listen to it in the same place that you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to go ground myself now. Wishing you a beautiful day ahead, a beautiful journey, and of course, a beautiful experience with these leap day energies. Take good care.